Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 251. Looking at Acts chapter 11, verses 19 to 26. Let's read our passage. Now those who had been scattered as a result of the persecution that started because of Stephen made their way as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. News about them reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to travel as far as Antioch. When he arrived and saw the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with devoted hearts. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, and large numbers of people were added to the Lord. Then he went to Tarsus to search for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught large numbers. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. But we had the persecution following the execution of Stephen, and people spread, taking the gospel with them. And we saw Philip taking the gospel into Samaria. Peter and John were sent by the apostles up into Samaria to uh, check things out and to encourage. And uh, it was a result of their ministry, the direct interaction of the Holy Spirit, where it was authenticated that Samaritans could become believers too. And we saw Peter traveling through Judea, the scattered Christians that had fled Jerusalem there originally, and eventually was guided to Caesarea to encounter Cornelius. Well, now we're backtracking and mentioning the scattering of the believers as a result of the persecution following the execution of Stephen. In verse 19, those who had been scattered as a result of the persecution that started because of Stephen made their way as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. So Phoenicia is the Phoenician plain along the Mediterranean coast north of Israel. It's modern-day Lebanon, along the the Lebanese coast, essentially. Cyprus, Cyprus is the island in the eastern part of the Mediterranean. And Antioch, Antioch is a city. It's north of Phoenicia. It's actually in modern-day Turkey, just across the Syrian border in southern part of Turkey. The Christians that have been scattered have have gone to all these places, but really zeroing in on Antioch here. And he says, speaking the word to no one except Jews. Now, this was the model to this point, uh, other than those exceptions of the Ethiopian eunuch and Cornelius and his household. All the believers at this time are Jewish people, and they're speaking to Jewish people. Verse 20, but... There were some of them, men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who came to Antioch and began speaking to the Greeks also, proclaiming the good news about the Lord Jesus. Now, it seems most of the believers who have fled were probably more of the Hellenistic Jews, that is, those Jews who come from outside of the immediate area of Judea and are Greek-speaking themselves. They, They seem to have been the brunt of the persecution And so they've gone back into, many of them, into the Greek-speaking world, as many of these have. And they're speaking to other Hellenistic Jews, Greek-speaking Jews. So there's a shift here, though. And it says that uh, they begin speaking to Greeks also. This isn't Greek-speaking Jews here. This means 
Gentiles. Greeks, people culturally who are Gentiles, not Jews. Because specifically, you know, in verse 19 says, speaking of word no one except Jews, then verse 20, but some of them started speaking to Greeks, non-Jews. Now, specific says these were men from Cyprus and Cyrene. We, we don't know what to make of that. Uh, there's no names associated, just he throws that out as a detail. Cyprus is that island in the Mediterranean, the eastern Mediterranean. Cyrene is northern Africa, modern-day Libya, really not very far from Benghazi. It's the ancient city of Cyrene. So people from Cyprus and Cyrene in Antioch start spreading the gospel to Gentiles. Verse 21, the Lord's hand was with them, and a large number who believed turned to the Lord. The word on this is a little awkward. It almost sounds like a... Oh, uh, of those who believe, a large number turned to the Lord. No, it's both and. It's a large number believed, and they turned to the Lord. The gospel spreading. People are believing, both Greek-speaking Jews and Gentiles. Verse 22, news about them reached the church in Jerusalem. They sent out Barnabas to travel as far as Antioch. Now, the fact that they sent Barnabas kind of shows what their feeling about this was. When Peter came back after the episode with Cornelius, there was big questions. Peter, you sure you know what you're doing here? And, but the evidence was, this was God's doing. God's the one who orchestrated all this, and God's the one who put a stamp of approval on this by the Holy Spirit coming upon the Gentile people. Nobody could argue with it. So notice they don't send apostles with their full apostolic authority. Instead, they send Barnabas. Now, could be because most of the apostles don't really have any experience out in the Greek-speaking world where Barnabas does. Barnabas is from Cyprus. Barnabas is a Hellenistic Jew. He's not an apostle. But the fact that Barnabas is the son of encouragement, they didn't send Barnabas the hammer. They sent Barnabas the son of encouragement to go check this out. And so I don't think it's so much a go check this out and make sure it's legit, but go provide help. So it seems to be uh, sent as, as an emissary of support from the Mother Church, not as a special investigator to go check things out. Verse 23, when he arrived and saw the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged all of them to remain true to the Lord with devoted hearts. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and large numbers of people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas arrives, he sees what's going on. He sees the hand of God working, and he, he encourages them. Of course he encourages them. He's the son of encouragement. So he encourages them to remain true to the Lord. He encourages them to have devoted hearts, and, and just mentions again here the kind of guy he is, a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And as a result, large numbers of people were added to the Lord. We saw that back in Verse 21, a large number believed and turned to the Lord. So the, the church is going well, expanding. People are coming to the Lord in large numbers in Antioch. Well, Barnabas sees that this is a big task here. Uh, Barnabas recognizes he needs help because the people who fled from Jerusalem, they're barely grounded in things themselves. But what do you have to know? in order to spread the gospel. You have to know the gospel yourself, and that's it. 
But Barnabas recognizes it's a big task ahead, more than he can handle himself. So verse 25, Then he went to Tarsus to search for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught large numbers. The disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. Barnabas is the one who brought Saul to the apostles in Jerusalem because everyone was afraid of Saul because of his history, his notoriety, and his persecution. But Barnabas, Mr. Son of Encouragement, took Saul and brought him to the apostles. Now there was such an uproar about Saul that he was sent out of town and sent back to Tarsus. So we don't know really how long it's been, probably a couple of years, and Saul has been in Tarsus. Now Saul's not probably living in his ancestral home in Tarsus because Saul is of Jewish descent. And Paul has pretty much in their estimation betrayed everything they stand for by becoming a follower of Jesus. So Saul's not at home working the family business. Paul Paul has probably been uh, disowned, disinherited, and outcast from his family because of his becoming a follower of Christ. But he is in Tarsus. And so Barnabas goes there and finds him and brings him back to Antioch. They spend a year there teaching and preaching, proclaiming Christ, teaching the church. Now Luke adds that the disciples were first called Christians at Antioch. There's only three places in the New Testament where you see the word Christian. Here, Acts 26 and 1 Peter 4. So it's not a term used a lot. And it's not a term used by Christians to describe Christians. We see the writers of the New Testament and the people in the church, they describe themselves as believers, brothers and sisters, disciples. They don't describe themselves as Christians. This is a term used by other people to describe Christians. And it comes from, there's two parts to it, Christ and Iannus, which is Latin for follower of. So it just means Christ followers. And that's how outsiders begin to describe the Christians. Now one thing to note here is that now here in Antioch, Antioch is a, there's, there's a large Jewish community there, but the Christian community is becoming quite large and is becoming more and more distinct from Judaism. So people from the outside looking in, they see the Christians as a distinct group from Jews, whereas up to this point, it's always just been a subset of the Jewish people. You got those Jewish people, and some of them are followers of Jesus Christ. But now, as more and more Gentiles are added to the uh, the ranks of the Christian church, they have no Jewish background. It's becoming more and more a distinct faith group from Judaism, at least from the outside perspective. The term really isn't used by Christians themselves to describe Christians until Ignatius, sometime after the start of the second century, he uses it in some of his writings. But the the gospel is spreading. It has spread in geography. It has spread 
across ethnic barriers began with the, the ministry of Peter with Cornelius, and that was brought back and accepted by the Mother Church. So they've already made that leap in the Mother Church of believing that Gentiles can become followers of Christ. And that's probably why they send Barnabas versus uh, the authoritarian group to go up and nip this thing in the bud. But Barnabas goes up and is the son of encouragement and goes and gets Saul, who is a fantastic teacher and evangelist himself. And the two of them then spend a year pouring themselves in to the church at Antioch. And we see Antioch become the hub of Gentile Christianity. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.